It's a good day, a good hour, a good time. Amen. And, and to know Jesus the way we know him. Aren't you glad that you have been re redeemed not only from sin and from darkness, but from religion? Come on. I mean, there's people today that sit in churches like we did this morning that are bound by tradition. Come on. All kinds of rules and regulations. And I'm telling you, we're free. Jesus has set us free. Come on. And, and you know, he wants you to have expression and be yourself. I had one guy said, you know, I, I don't have very much expression. You know, I, it's hard for me to lift my hands and, 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 and you know, uh, sing during worship. I said, you've got expression. Listen, if I was to drop uh, uh, the keys to my ride. Now, see, I have a ride. I don't have a car. You'll have to get a revelation on that. I have a ride. I have a ride that has a, a low-profile 21-inch rims. Come on. When I drive down the road, the black boys look at me and say, what's that white boy driving that ride for? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> if I was to drop my keys to my ride in your lap and say it's yours, I'm telling you, tomorrow you'd be expressing yourself all over Kernsville or wherever. Come on. You'd be driving by some of the people who didn't like you. Raise down, roll down your window and go, Hey. <laughs> We all have expression, amen? And we can express ourselves and, and we can be free. And, you know, I, I said this morning, I'm, you know, um, uh, my, uh, a lot of times my problems really don't come from the devil. It comes from religious people. Religious people are worse than the devil. I don't have a problem with the devil because the Bible says, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy, come on, do you know that I never talk about the devil. Some people, that's all they talk about. The devil this and the devil that and Satan here. And the devil came into my room the other night. I mean, you know, Jesus is greater than the devil. I don't talk about it. I don't give him no place. But I do have problems. You know, religious people have a tendency. I have one uh, uh, religious guy, you know, and he, and he wants to always contend. They like to contend with me. I don't know. I'm just a normal person. Can't you tell? What was that all about over there? Come on. I mean, I just try to live a normal life. I'm normal. This is the way I am in the morning and in the night. And so he comes up and he goes, <clears throat> and he clears his throat. Can I give you a little wisdom that when somebody clears the throat before they talk to you, it's coming. <laughs> he stands in front of me and goes, <clears throat> Brother Hudson, uh, how is it that you raised your daughter in the church? And she came out with the song, I kissed a girl and liked it. How? I said, how? I don't know. <laughs> how? How does a brown cow eat green grass and give white milk? How? I don't know. Come on, somebody help me. <laughs> Are you, come on. How is it that a duck, when it goes to sleep, sleep when you fall, watch a duck, it sleep, takes one leg, stands on one leg, takes its beak all the way around, sticks it in his back, goes to sleep. How? I don't know. Come on. I mean, how is it my wife, she'll walk into her walk-in closet, stand there and look around. And I believe God put this in every woman's DNA. She says, I don't have nothing to wear. How? I don't know. <laughs> Come on, I see some other women around there laughing because you do the same thing. Amen. 
But I do know this, the Bible says that in the last days, and this is for some of you that have sons or daughters, come on, that are not, this is a prophetic word, I want you to take it and I want you to begin to decree it because God says, I'll give you a word and if you'll open up your mouth and speak my word, it'll go forth, come on, and it'll change things. But God says, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Somebody shout, come on. Oh, you got to get happy on that one. I'm here to tell you tonight, if you've got a son or a daughter that's not serving God the way that they should, it's not over yet. See, don't judge anyone. Now, my daughter's not in the perfect will of God, but it ain't over yet. And how you know we win? When you got a mother and a father that prays, and the Bible says a righteous woman will sanctify the whole house. Your kids could be running crazy, but if you stay sanctified, ladies, come on, somebody. Are you hearing me? And it ain't over yet. And don't ever judge anyone because you don't know what God's doing behind the scenes. I hear a lot of judgment on Hollywood and on the industry. We're, we're involved in that. Of course, we live there. My daughter's there. We go to the Grammys. We go to different things. We're, we're around the scenes and we're there to be light. Are you hearing me? Because we want to let them know about a relationship, not a religion. And you know, a lot of uh, industry people, when they meet my wife and I, they're, they're really sometimes overwhelmed because they just sort of, they look at me and say, you are a preacher? <laughs> I mean, he's like, we're supposed to be stereotyped, like put in a box and look ugly and, and be sad and talk like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're sort of, you know, taken back about it because they could say, wow, you know. And I had one famous uh, singer, which I can't name, and if I said it, you'd know him. He said, you know what, if you was a pastor, I'd come to your church. I thought that was a good compliment. Come on. And uh, we should never judge anyone, especially the industry and those that are in Hollywood because God's working behind the scenes. And can I say something? Uh, you say, well, this doesn't really, listen, we're here, you're there. That doesn't affect us. Let me say something. We must get to those that are singing and speaking into this generation. Come on. And the hearts and the lives. Come on, it does matter that you pray for them. And when you see them on TV or you see them singing or something, rather than making your remarks or, you know, judging, you ought to just start praying for them because God has strategically placed men and women like my wife and I, and I could give you a whole hour of this. Let me tell you something. It's very exciting. There's a move in Hollywood. And you're going to be surprised if people are going to stand up and give God the glory in these days to come. Somebody give the Lord a hand. Come on. Are you hearing me? God has strategically placed born-again, spirit-filled, God-fearing, God-loving people with major musicians today. I give, give you names, you know of them. Lady Gaga has a choreographer that travels with her. She's a, a, a young black girl that's full of the Holy Ghost. And you drop that girl and she'll speak Jesus all day. And she travels with her. Don't you know that's going to get on her? Don't you know she's praying for, come on, somebody. And so we got to learn, because see, I said this morning that one thing I've heard, this is my 44 year in the ministry, full time, I've, I've heard this statement of people saying, you know, Hollywood people, they're just all going to hell. Well, where were you going? Come on. And God is doing some things. And so I encourage people as we travel the globe to, to pray for the industry, pray for those. You'll see them on the TV. 
Come on, don't judge them because God's doing a work. Somebody say amen. God's doing a work in many areas. And you know what? I believe in these last days, uh, you're going to see things uh, turn quickly. Things that take a year will take a month. And things that take a month will take a week. And things that take a week, come on, will take a day. And things that take a day will take an hour. It's a quick work and you got to get ready because there's a harvest out there and there's people that want to come to this church. They just don't know it yet. And when God begins to release and open up the heavens, are you listening to me? Because we're living not in a revival. God is tired of revivals. He doesn't want a visitation. He wants a habitation. God wants to live with us, not just on a Sunday, come on, Sunday, or, or a Monday, or he wants to live with us, and, and, and revival's not, it's an open heaven where God comes and, and begins to manifest himself and stays there. And you got to get ready for the harvest, even in this small community. Well, I was over with the driver today, coming over, he says, how do you like this place? I said, I like it. He said, there ain't much to do here. I said, that's the truth. <laughs> I mean, you might as well just get saved and stay saved here. Because <laughs> the church is the greatest thing. That and DQ is great. And Cracker Barrel. I went to Cracker Barrel today. My God. Felt like I stepped into the courts of the kingdom. <laughs> and the waitress, he, pastor, said, you know who this couple is? This is Katy Perry's she goes, really? Are you really? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Come to the church and find out. Amen. A lot of times people can't believe that we're, I go to the store and people know who I am. They, they say, really? How come you're in the store? I said, because I have flesh. And I have to feed this flesh. They think I'm all, you know, some you know, barred fence or cave or something. I don't know. It's a great life, isn't it? How many happy tonight? Come on. You happy? I had a vision. I want to get into this and we're going to minister and we'll get you out sometime. They turned the clock off and so I don't worry about it. I'm still on California time. Look at that. I had a vision. It was very quick. Unexpected. I wasn't in a place. And a lot of times, you know, God will speak to us in, in places where it's not even spiritual. You know, and always be in tune because God has a way to speak to you in many different ways and times. And, and so I had this quick vision. And when I saw that, had this vision, what this, it was very simple. But it was a, I saw this big hand. It was a huge hand. And when I saw it, it was coming down out of heaven. When I first saw it, I knew it was God's hand because it had, sh had a strength in it. And it was huge. And it was big and it was coming down, descending out of heaven. It came into the earth, but then it went into the church and it hovered over the church. Now get this, folks, because you're going to be changed tonight. You're going to find your thrill on this hill. Come on, somebody. Are you? That's a good one for you. You need to put a sign out there. Come find your thrill on this hill. Come on, somebody. Are you listening to me? That's a good one. That's a revelation. Come on. That's a prophetic, somebody. But I saw this hand come down out of heaven into the earth, but then proceed and go right into the church church and it hovered over the church hear me and it was God's hand and when I saw this the Lord said this to me he said son I'm sending my hand back to the church oh come on somebody help me he said I'm sending my hand back to the church I begin to research and find out every time the hand of the Lord showed up on people or places or things something tremendously happened 
And I could give you example after example. The hand of the Lord came into Antioch and thousands of people came to know Jesus. The hand of the Lord came on Ezekiel and he was taken out in the spirit. But not only the hand of the Lord came into the church, but he said this, get this, look at me. He said, I'm sending my hand back into the church and I'm going to deliver men out of the hand of men and put them back into the hand of the Lord. Come on, somebody. Are you listening to me? I'm going to take man and deliver them out of the hand of men and put them back into the hand of the Lord. Let me say something and prophesy to you tonight. Everything that you have, your money, your ministry, your family, everything is going to be put back into the hand of the Lord tonight. Somebody give him a shout. Come on. You guys are not excited enough. Excuse me. One second. One second. Excuse me. Oh, my God. Excuse me. My God, Keith, this is incredible. I'm telling you, I'm so glad you came tonight because I'm excited about this. And I'm, this is a revelation. And I, I know everybody else is there, but I am. Thank you. Thank you. I said everything is going to be taken out of the hand. If you've got a loved one that's in the hand of men, if you've got money in the hand of men, your business it might be in the hand of men. Your ministry in the hand of men. Listen, we travel, we find out churches are in the hand of men. They're controlled by men. They can't do nothing unless men say so. Thank you, God, that you're not controlled. This pastor is not controlled. Sure, he has a board and he submits himself to other people. He's not a lone ranger because there is no lone rangers in the church. I mean, the lone ranger even had a partner. His name was Tonto. <laughs> Come on. But he's the visionary, and God has sent men to lift up his hands and support the vision. Are you listening to me? And tonight, God wants to take everything. When you leave here, everything that you have, every person that you're connected to, your loved ones, your son, your daughter. You know the best place for your son to be is in the hand of the Lord. If he's running wild tonight, right there. Come on, somebody. The Bible says the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. And God said, I'm going to deliver man out of the hand of men. And I'm going to put it back into the hand of the Lord. Come on, somebody give the Lord a shout. Give him a praise or something. Now, I've learned that when God gives you something, you need to confirm it. That's the best way. You can always confirm things out of the word of God. So I did some research. If you get something and it's a little squirrely, it doesn't show up in the word, then it's probably not God. I've met people like, you know, I remember probably back in the... Uh, the 90s, some guy came up uh, after church. He goes, Keith, uh, we have a Bible study over at our house every Tuesday night. And there's not a lot of us because uh, uh, everybody can't receive the revelation that God has given us. And we would like for you to come over and be a part of it if you would like. Shut up. Because <laughs> it, if it's not for everybody, it ain't for a few. Somebody say amen. And I began to research revelation. I said, God, give me something about this vision and go over to 1 Chronicles if you've got your Bibles. If not, it's going to be on the screen. 1 Chronicles chapter 21. I saw in the scriptures that God's hand, when it showed up, incredible things. Can I say to you tonight, if the hand of the Lord showed up in this church, you wouldn't have enough parking space on this hill. You say, yeah, but we only got so-and-so, how many thousands of people in this community? It doesn't matter. They come from other communities. You wouldn't have enough room if the hand of the Lord showed up in here. How would you like to walk out of this church with the hand of the Lord on your life? Come on, and wherever you go, into the supermarkets or your business, the hand of the Lord. He said this in 1 Chronicles. Look at this, 21 verse 13. and said, now let me stop here and say, David 
did some things and he had to answer to God. And it said, and David said to Gad, now Gad is not God, he's a seer, a prophet. And Gad said this, or David said this, I am great, I'm in a great strait, let me fall now into the hand of the Lord. Now listen to this. For very great are his mercies, but let me not fall into the hand of man. David, a great man of God, says, listen, please let me fall into the hand of the Lord. Why? Because there's mercy. Let me say something. We must begin to cry out for mercy for this nation, mercy for this government, mercy for your family, mercy for your children. Come on. We got to cry mercy for this generation, not judgment. I can't understand Christian joy. You know, just strip them from everything. Shut up. <laughs> you don't pray in mercy. God moves in mercy. You can't move. God doesn't move in judgment. He moves in mercy. And God, there's much more mercy. Listen, if it wasn't the mercy of God, a lot of you wouldn't be sitting here. You're looking at a man shouldn't be here. Listen, I was in the 60s, a, a radical hippie. I mean, radical. I was taking LSD was my preferred drug. I had 500 tabs of LSD in my back pocket at all times because I would sell the LSD and I'd have three in my system. And I had three words. Wow. <laughs> I said it backwards. Wow. <laughs> and when I got real high, I said, Mom. But anyway, uh, <laughs> none of you have ever experienced that because you've lived here in Texas. Anyway. <laughs> And I was radical. I was looking for God in all the wrong places. Let me tell you something. When I took that LSD, I went places no man had ever gone. Listen, I saw Spock before it ever came out in the movies. But one day, his mercy, come on. One day, his mercy, and I wasn't even in a church, and I never knew nothing about Jesus. The only thing that I knew about Jesus is Jesus loves me. This I know because the Bible tells me so. That's all I grew up with my whole life. Never read the Bible. Are you listening? Never went to church. But in the mountains of Wenatchee, Washington, uh, God showed up, and I got saved. Nobody's preaching. Somebody gave me a Bible, a Gideon Black Bible. Thank God for Gideon. Come on, somebody. I mean, when I go to the hotels, usually there's a Mormon Bible, the Gideon Bible, and I chuck the Mormon Bible in the garbage. And come, someone, I know, I do that. I'm confessing to you, but God's forgiven me. You do it too, I hope. Come on. And uh, so God, somebody gave me a, a Gideon Bible. I put it in my backpack, and I was up in the mountains, and, and, I, and I started reading, never read anything in my whole life. And what really turned me on is when I opened up the Bible. I'd never seen the inside of a Bible, and I opened it up to the book of John in the New Testament, and it was red and black. And I thought, Jesus must have been tripping. Check this out. Because it's colorful. Because back in the 60s, we were all colorful. We were tie-dye T-shirts, flower kids. Come on, somebody. And so I remember reading the Bible for three or four days, didn't put it down, couldn't put it down. I remember one day walked out of my little uh, shack that I was uh, uh, staying in at the time and walked up side of a mountain and I'm standing there and I knew something was taking place. I couldn't put my finger on it. Can I stop here and I, there's somebody here, maybe more than one, but God's working behind the scenes for you uh, and he's doing, you can't really put your finger on it, but it's gonna manifest real soon. Come on, just trust in God. Listen to me. Just know he knows where you're at. He knows the situations. Are you listening to me? 
I mean, God never gets up in the morning and, and, he, and you might be going through something and he gets up and he goes, oh, myself. I don't know what I, he don't say, oh, my God, because he's God. He says, oh, myself. Well, you guys are slow tonight, Mary. There's, you want to get up here and help me? My God, I don't know. <laughs> we ain't got but one more service. That's it. <laughs> are you happy tonight? Turn to somebody and say, I'm happy. I had this Bible, and I walked out of my little shack that I was up there. I hadn't been doing, doing any drugs for three or four days because I'd read the Bible, and it just over, it, it captivated me. Walked up to the mountain. I'm standing there, and I'm saying, man, what's going on? God, what are you doing? And nothing is happening, and I'm trying to get some kind of, maybe the clouds were open up and say, I love you, my beloved son. Or angels showed up or something. <laughs> Some guy said, yeah, I was married to an angel. I said, really? He said, yeah, she's always up in the air harping about something. But I, you know. <laughs> of course, his wife wasn't there at the time. So anyway. <laughs> so I'm standing there and I got this kitty in Bible that I've been reading for a few days. And I just opened it up. When I opened it up, it fell open to the book of Romans, uh, chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. The scriptures literally came out of the Bible, stood there in front of me, and it said, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. I looked at that scripture. I opened my mouth, and I began to repeat it. And when I got to the word, thou shalt be saved, all of a sudden, a love that I've never experienced, a love that I was craving for, began to pour into my life, and I stood there it began to weep and weep and weep and weep and weep and the more I wept the more I felt like I was being cleansed of everything that I've had in my life for the last 24 years at that time was being cleansed and right there in that mountain of Bonacci Washington Jesus Christ became the Lord of my come on somebody help me are you listening to me God loves people and sometimes we put God in a little box or a frame and say we got to get him to church we got to get him to the altar we got to get him to hear the gospel honey he can show up and when he wants to show up and do what he wants to do because he loves people and our number one focus is people are you listening to me the number one focus of this church and this pastor and this team is people should be nothing else Everything else is good and fine and okay, but people, we got to bring the harvest in. It's ready and it's ripe. So look what he says. He said, let me fall into the hand of the Lord, for very great is his mercies. I cry out for mercy for people all the time. I cry for mercy for my daughter. Even though she's not where she's supposed to be, it ain't over, baby. I said, it ain't over. It's not over for your son or your daughter. If you're a praying mother and a father, come on, and you cry out for mercy, and you ask God to forgive them of their sins because you can stand, come on, somebody. You put the blood of Jesus on them. You set ministering angels around about, I mean, come on, somebody. They got to come back. Come on, to that love. You can't get away from this love. Once you've been touched by the love of God, you'll never be the same. Somebody raise your hands and give him some praise because he's worthy of it. And then he says, but let me not fall into the hand of man. The worst place that you could ever have your life or your money or your ministry or anything is in the hands of men because men will mess it up. But tonight, everybody say tonight. Tonight is the night we're going to get you free from everything. You say everything. is going to be put back into the hands of the Lord. And when you walk out of here, ooh, it's going to be nice to have your money in the hands of the Lord because God will multiply that. 
It's going to be wonderful when your son or your daughter, no matter what they're doing and how crazy they're getting, they're going to be in the hand of the Lord. Come on. Your business, your family, everything, your loved ones are in the hand of the Lord. When he said that up there, he said, I'm in great strait. All of a sudden, God stopped me and he said, son, there's many people in the church today are in great strait, great distress or a perplexity or desperate situations. The Lord said this to me. He said, many of my people are sitting in churches today with, with, with all kinds of situations in their life. And he said this to you. He said this to me. He said, I don't want to heal them. I want to make them whole. God has released a wholeness upon the church. Come on. God doesn't want us to walk with a limp any longer. He wants us to be made whole. And we're living in that day in that dispensation where God is releasing that. He said deep-seated, long-lingering situations. And some of you might be here tonight and you've sat with that kind of, you say, well, this is the way it's going to be. I guess it'll be this way all my life. I've pray, had prayer for it. I've prayed over it, everything, but nothing has changed. Deep-seated. Uh, maybe it was because when you as a young girl, you got molested or, uh, or you got abused some way or something happened to you and you've just been that way. It's long-lingering disorders. But God said, I'm coming to you and I'm not going to heal you. I'm going to make you whole. Somebody put your hands up towards heaven and praise him come on if that's you tonight say Lord I'm going to be made whole he said let me fall into the hands of the Lord Jabed prayer how many know who Jabez prayer went around the world it was a wonderful prayer serial is strong Jabez prayer part of it says that I that thy hand might be with me that thy hand might be with me over in Psalms 51, I think it is 31 and 15. Don't turn there. Listen. It said, my times are in your hand. Each one of us have certain times and they're in his hands. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies. Can I tell you, heaven's best has not yet been revealed. Are you listening to me? I said heaven's best has not been revealed. And you and I are living in the day and the hour. Come on, somebody. There's a great anointing, a great place. Somebody ought to shout a little bit. I don't know about you, but I get excited. But Tonight, in a few minutes, we're going to pray for you. You might have some money in the hands of men. Men do that. They take money from you. You might have a daughter that got hooked up with Slick Willie. Come on. You know what I'm talking about? And now she was in church and now he came along. She's, she's going to do missionary work on him. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. He wasn't saved and he acted like he was until he got a hold of her. And he's in the hand of man. Come on. My daughter used to bring men over. But she was fearful of my wife. Because my wife is, is he saved? Does he speak in tongues? Give her the riot act, you know. And then my son, you know. I mean, he, she's real protected over my boy. I mean, my goodness. she's. I mean, she's like a rooster in heat. My God, you know. It's like, don't you get around my son. I'll, come on. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> And 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 you and you got a you know you got a watching and she's looking at all these girls coming over there and, and these girls man and that's why they don't have any friends no more. But anyway, protective, I should say. Huh? I want to pray for you tonight. Listen, very important. 
Because some of you are in a situation right now that God, listen, somebody has stole something from you that's got into the hands of men. God's going to take it and put it in the hand of the Lord. Somebody say amen. You might have a situation, a son or a family in your family that has been taken. How many hear what I'm saying tonight? Come on. That's been taken out of the hand of the Lord and put it back in there. You know, the Lord said, I always ask God for a, a scripture for my kids, you know. Uh, give me a fresh scripture. I'll go one for maybe five, six months, and I'll begin to decree it. When God gives you a word, listen to me, begin to decree that. The Bible says, if thou shall decree a thing, it shall be established. In other words, when you stand up and open up your mouth, it has just as much authority as God himself standing up on the throne. Why? Because it's God's word. And he said, my word will go forth out of your mouth. It will not return void, but it shall accomplish and prosper into the thing that you sent it. And I told you this morning that your voice has an address in heaven. And the reason why some of you are not getting nothing because you ain't saying nothing. Come on. You got an address. If the mail is not being delivered, come on. Because you haven't given an address, it's got one. And when you decree it, and God gave, gives me a word for my daughters or my son, and I'll begin to decree it. And I remember one time the Lord gave me a scripture for Katie, and I said, God, give me the scripture. What can I begin to decree and put forth into the atmosphere, Lord? What is it? And he said, did I not say that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord? And I'll begin to turn it. So I want you to take and put her heart in my hand. And begin to decree that God you're turning the heart of my daughter. Come on somebody. If you got a son he's in the hand of the Lord. Come on somebody. If you got a daughter. How many got a daughter or a son right now. Just put it up towards heaven right now. And say my daughter. My son is in the hand of the Lord. Come on say it out loud. My son. My daughter. I'm going to place it right now. Everybody stand to your feet. We're going to pray here. And we're going to ask God to take everything. Everybody say everything. Out of the hands of men into the hand of the Lord. Come on. Everything. Put one hand up, everybody. It's, everybody say this and decree it. Lord, tonight. Lord, tonight. I ask you. I ask you. To take everything. To take everything. My family. My family. My ministry. My ministry. My business. My business. My money. My money. Take everything, take everything that I'm connected to. That I am connected every to. Every person. Every person. That I'm connected to. That I'm connected out to. Out of the hands of men. Out of the hands of men. And tonight, Lord. And tonight, I ask Lord, you to put it into the hands of the Lord. I, tonight, Lord, I ask you to put it in the hands in of Jesus the Lord. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Now somebody name. shout. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. Everything. Amen. Somebody say Everything. Everything. Now I want you to close your eyes and lift that hand and just visualize right now that everything you got, your money, your family is right there in the hand of the Lord. And when the enemy comes and accuses you and attacks you, and he will, you can stand up and you can say, wait a minute, but my money is in the hand. Of, come on, somebody. When the enemy comes to attack you over your children, you can stop and say, but wait a minute, my children are in the hand. Come on, somebody. When the enemy begins to attack you over your business, you can say, but wait a minute, my business is in the hand of the Lord. Somebody give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Shika for that song, Yes, even as you released it to me, don't you see? Yes, trust me that the answer is on the way to thee. Yes, believe and listen, don't you see? Because even as you put your ear to the railroad tracks and you hear the train coming, yes, so is my Holy Spirit coming to give comfort and strength to you. Even over this situation, he'll show you what to do. He is the teacher, he's your advocate, and yes, I am your soon coming king. So place your hand in my hand and know that I'm going to do this thing. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody praise him a little bit. Amen. He's worthy of it. Now, let me just say this to you. Where everything is is right here. This is going to be your focal point from here on out. You may leave tonight and you may get up in the morning and they give you a phone call and says, you know what? Unfortunately, we're going to have to let you go because business has not been good and we love to keep you, but there's others been been here longer and I'm sorry, we're just going to have to release you. You can hang that phone up and just put your hand up and say, but Lord, my business is in the hand of the Lord. You might get a phone call from a son that is running crazy and got thrown in jail and he had done something and they want you to come down and see him, but you can hang that phone up and just raise your hand and say, devil, you are a liar because my son is in the hand. Come on, somebody. My daughter, no matter what she's doing, is in the hand of the Lord. Come on, my, my mother, my wife, my, my, my husband in the hand of the Lord. Somebody give the Lord a praise tonight. Hallelujah. Now, I want to pray for some people because I still feel the prophetic moving here. And I want to pray for some people. But the Lord gave me some specific uh, things to pray over tonight. And I shared this morning just to touch it. But I want to pray for those. The reason why, because God's going to do something supernaturally. For you that are businessmen and women. Come on. You that, like I said this morning, have a legitimate business. You're self-employed. You're not selling weed on the corner out there or something. You're, you're making it legal. Come on, California, you know, that's a little bit different now. <laughs> but if you've got a, a businessman or a businesswoman, you're self-employed, stay standing. If you're in the ministry, stay standing. Everybody else sit down just for a minute, and we're going to pray. And then I'm going to minister to people. Now, let me just say this. Look at all these people. Look around here. Look at all these business people. All these people are going to make money for the kingdom. Don't you want to make money for the kingdom? Come on. That's the reason why God wants to bless us. So we can be a blessing. And God is raising up. Can I say to you, and we're seeing it all over the nation. God is raising up millionaires in the church. Wouldn't you like to be somebody if the pastor says, you know what? We need $50,000 because we're going to send it to the missionary team that we have over there that we've been supported. They need some new places. They've got to build some places. Wouldn't it be nice if you could just stand up and go, hey. Let's try that. Hey. No, it's not hey. It's hey. That's got a little bit of a swag, California. When you like to be somebody and when he receives an offering, you can just pull out your checkbook and write it for a thousand dollars. Hey. You say, well, what does that mean? That means for whatever a man sows, he shall reap. If you sow more, you get more. It's a biblical principle. You give a little, get a little. Come on. That's God's principle. But I'm telling you, God is raising up people, giving them ideas, witty inventions. I watch Shark Tank. How many like Shark Tank? You, you, I, I like Shark Tank. I mean, I watch it all the time. I said, God, give me an invention, and I got one. I could tell you if you don't take it. 
I got an invention. You know what it is? It's, now listen, it, it, it'll work in the South. It's called Lazy Men Pancakes. Lazy Man Pancakes. What you do is put popcorn in the batter, and when you pour it in the skillet, when the pancakes or the popcorn pops, it flips the pancake over. <laughs> Somebody help me, my God. <laughs> is that a good idea, isn't it? Come on, yeah. pop, yeah, there it is. Go get your food now, you're ready. Now don't you steal it from me, because that's an idea I got. God wants to give you witty inventions. He wants to uh, uh, raise you up and, and so you would have so much that you could be a blessing and have enough. Don't you love being a giver? No, I mean, really, I do. I love the opportunity. I find the place that people know me. My, and I don't have my wife to, she don't need to validate this, but people that I know and people that run with me, they know that we are givers. We're always, I'm always looking. I give clothes away. I give money away. I give stuff. I'm telling you, always the offer. When I go somewhere, I always go with the gift. Come on. I'm going to some place to see some people out just the other day, gave him a nice pair of sunglasses. You know, Versace. I know you want to invite me over to your house. We give things. And I love. And when I see guys standing on the corner with these cardboards, I don't just go up and give them a dollar. I'll give them 20 or $30. I like tipping. We was at the, 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 the waitress that waited on us. I walked over and gave her a tip. She looked at it. She almost passed out. I mean, I blessed her. I know Pastor gave her a tip, but she didn't, he didn't know anything about it. I like to double tip it. Come on. I mean, I mean I'm not saying this for my benefit because God's blessed me. I'm saying this for your benefit. I was sitting in a restaurant recently, and there was this young lady, and there was 15 people, and they were being waited on by this really nice young lady, and she was working herself. She was at it, man, getting stuff. They were always at and she went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and finally, they got up and left, and she went over and got the bill, and when she opened it up, her head dropped, uh, and she, you could see her whole demeanor change, and I just knew that these people did not leave her a tip. You know, there's people that'll do that. They think they'll get away with it. But whatever you sow, you'll reap. And these people have much of a, a life as we have. And they have to work just as hard. And so the Lord said, I want you to take care of her. And I could see when she took that bill, she was almost in tears. She went back there. We finished eating. We walked over. And we're going outside. And here she stands. And I walked over. I said, honey. I said, those people at table of 15 didn't tip you. She goes, how did you know? I said, I just knew. She said, yeah. I said, you really worked hard. And I dropped a $50 bill in her. She started weeping there. Come on, are you listening to me? Come on. We should always be a blessing. Come on. We always, everywhere we go, but they should want to get around you because you're a blesser. A blesser. You're blessing people. You're giving people. And God wants to raise up business. Not just you that are standing, but all those that are sitting down. God wants to bless you so you can be a blessing. And, you, and listen, there's levels of blessing. And I said it this morning, if you get money from us, you, you'll lay down and breathe hard. Come on, because we will shock you. Now, we've not always been able to do that. We've not always been at that level. We started out with five here and 10 here and 20 here and 50 here, 100 there, 200, 500, 1,000, a few thousand. Are you listening to me? I'm waiting till the time when we have, we can walk around and just give $10,000. Here, I plan it in your ministry. Give you 10,000. Oh, come on, somebody. No, I know some of you looking at me, more, I, I, I can hear it in some of your brains. Some of you are going, yeah, but you're Katy Perry's parents and you have a lot of money. No, honey, she's got the money. 
We don't ask her for a penny. I'm asking God that she would tithe one time to my ministry just once. Everybody say one time. Katie. Just one time. That's all I need. I'll, I'll be all right for the rest of my life. <laughs> but we don't ask her for it. Never have. We don't ask people to write letters. We do it by faith. And we have walked to walk and process it. Come on, somebody. We processed our, our, our life out of debt. We're totally debt free. You're looking at two people who are totally debt free in the ministry. Sure, we have to pay bills, but we're totally debt free. We're totally debt free in our personal. We wasn't always that way. We had to go through the process and do it and apply the principles of the Bible. We took, what's his name? Um, Dave Ramsey. How many know who Dave Ramsey is? got a hold of that principle we started running with it and started and can I tell you this morning I said it to you once I said it to you again that when you don't owe anybody anything you got more money and that means you can give and give bigger come on somebody help me Raise your hands towards heaven and we're going to pray that God begins to release, release, release uh, witty inventions upon you. Begin to give you ideas in the ministry. God's going to send money. Uh, I felt the Lord say to me, uh, Pastor, that people, God is going to come and, and they're going to get hooked up to this ministry. But they're going to be men and women that have money that can finance this ministry. And God says, you're not going to have any problems with finances. God says, I'll send those for a certain purpose uh, just to put many money into this ministry so you can fulfill and the calling that I've called you to do. But God's going to begin to uh, send men in, uh, all over the place for this ministry. But God wants to use you and raise you up and bless you and give you the money that you need that you can be a blessing. Begin to show them in the night season. Begin to release uh, revelation knowledge. Give them an idea that will cause millions of dollars to come into the kingdom in the name of Jesus. Yes, yeah, so begin to walk out on the vision that I've given you, don't you see? And even as you start to move... And even as you start to do things that seem to be out on the edge for thee, yes, you'll start to see provisions start to roll in from unexpected places, people that you never expected to hear from too. But no, it's a, a, a time and a moment that you need to move. It's not like you can stand still any longer, no. And this is not something that you've got to let your heart go, no, head go. You've got to let your heart start to flow and start to move with the promptings that I'm giving you and even the Holy Spirit moving through you. Yes, you'll start to hear a word here and a word there. You'll see an indication over there, or a sign over here, and you'll know the timing is upon you. Yes, it's not, the time has not always been right, but this is the time, even from tonight, a time to move, a time to flow on that vision that I've given you. It's a time to let go and Hallelujah. let me do it for you. Come on, somebody praise him. Put your hands towards heaven, and God, I thank you that you're gonna bless these hands, Father God. Prosper them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. This year, Lord, this year, even coming into the next year, Lord, 2016, Father, let things come. Money, un unexpected money, Father. Ideas, incredible uh, finances to flow into their hands in the name of Jesus. Somebody praise him. Hallelujah.